Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Thursday morning. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman producing the Outdoor Show. This morning is Jake, our sponsors today, the Texas Insider Fishing Report, Boyd's One Stop, and the CCA Star Tournament. All right, weather right now in Galveston, 80 degrees. And uh, looks like today mixed clouds and uh, not too hot, maybe about uh, 87. We do have a north wind this morning. That's pretty cool. Uh Scattered thunderstorms developing this afternoon with a high of 87, south-southeast 10 to 20. Pretty much the same tonight, a stray shower, thunderstorm as possible with a low of 81. And tomorrow, intervals of clouds and sunshine, a stray shower, a thunderstorm is possible with a high of 87, south-southeast winds 10 to 15. Right now, everything's pretty much uh, kind of out of the north or northeast, so not too bad. Looking at tides for today, we're on two tides still. We had a low happen right after midnight at 12.57 a.m. It was a negative 0.2. We have a high this morning at 10.08 a.m. It's a 1.3. 6.20 a.m. is sunrise. 8.22 p.m. sunset. Our moon phase is 18%. All right, looking at uh, current conditions, uh, the buoy offshore, 22 nautical miles east of Galveston. We have a north wind at 2 out there. Water temps 81. Air temperature is 83. Looking at uh, the Galveston Channel, it's 81 degrees there with 86-degree water with a northeast wind at 6. Eagle Point, it's 81 with 86-degree water, a north-northeast wind at 6. And at Morgan's Point, shows to be calm. And it's uh, 79 degrees with a water temp of 85. So pretty nice weather this morning. Little little change after those storms last night. I sure could have used some of that rain. I just got a trace. It was uh, a lot of thunder, a lot of wind, but uh, no rain. So, anyway, we'll take what we can get. Hopefully, we'll get some today over my way, if that's possible. All right, let's head over to Sabine Lake. Let's check in with Captain Bill Watkins this morning, see what he's been up to all week. Bill, good morning. What's going on, bud? Good morning. Hey, how are you doing this morning? Uh, I'm living the dream, brother. Or somebody else's nightmare. <laughs> I had to stick the gas pump in the hole here in the truck. That's all right. It sure is expensive. <laughs> oh yeah, it's everybody's uh, become numb to it. They have for a fact. Wow, man, unbelievable, <laughs> unbelievable. Well, the. Uh, the dreaded southwest wind has uh, has still got the fish scattered. Now, all of a sudden, I'm faced with a new problem. I've got swarms of uh, 9 to 11 inch, 11 and a half inch trout like I've never seen before. So, right. last year's spawn must have been wonderful. Yes. I mean, I'm, I'm finding them everywhere I go. And... Uh, I did finally catch some 
nice, you know, Texas-sized trout. But uh, it, <laughs> we went through, I don't know how many of those little fellas, maybe 50. Goodness. Uh, and they were just swarming. So that that's so encouraging. I, and uh, the guys were, I didn't have to tell them, they were handling them real carefully. So we uh, tried not to even touch them if we could. Might have, uh, might have killed a couple, but uh, most of them swam away, you know, at the end, <laughs> ready to go. Well, well that's, that's something you need to do, sand those little fish carefully. They're pretty easy to kill. Yeah, they are, especially in this hot weather and warm water like it is. It, uh, yeah. Usually if I get on something like that, I just pull out of it. Yeah. Well, we did. <laughs> the first place, there were so many of them that uh, after about 20 minutes, we just said, hey, there's not any bigger fish here. Right. Literally, were no no bigger fish there. I think we had uh, probably five, thirteen, fourteens out of that spot, and uh, we threw all the marginal ones back. We had to measure them. We just didn't measure them. You know, just throw them back. Right. Uh, and then we found some better fish after that. And then uh, everywhere we went, we we would find several of those little fish. So. I'm sure we caught at least uh, 45 or 50 undersized fish yesterday. Just to no getting away from them. Right. Well. So anyway, that's where we're at right now. And uh, literally any color we threw yesterday caught fish. I mean, it was like color was no option. Didn't even matter. Uh, and we found some fish on uh, shell pads that were about five foot of water, hard shell in the lake. We found some at the ship channel that was uh, feeding on top of a three foot, four foot reef with water rushing over the top of it. Found, found some birds, uh, lots of different things. Found some right. out of the deep bow uh, and you had to work the bait pretty deep to get all you know, close to the bottom. In other words, no matter how deep it was, those fish seemed to be had their nose on the bottom. Uh, and you had to, you know, even if it even if it was rushing current, you had to work it as near to bouncing on the shell as you could. So that's all of that is uh, pretty normal. I haven't seen the move. To the ten foot levels yet, but as hot as that water is, I expect that any time. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah, it's uh. So we're gonna get a little cool down with that whatever that frontal system, whatever that was. It came through last night with all the rain and wind, and uh, but we're gonna get a couple of days of that, and here we go. We're right back to the century mark every day for the next week or 10 days it's crazy how hot it is it's really crazy yeah and i i missed all the rain too just like you did i, I didn't get nothing man i was watching all that radar last night and i mean i couldn't go to sleep my dog was you know going crazy and just you know freaking <laughs> out and all that stuff i mean that that dog's cost me more sleep <laughs> but uh <laughs> I'm watching radar, and I'm going, man, I'm going to get a good little rain here. And, boy, as it got about 10 miles from Trinity Bay, it just started tearing apart in the middle and went down the west side and to the east of me. And I'm going, how can that happen? It's something to do with the temperature of that water in that bay. And it, uh, yeah. well, there where I live uh, has been called Umbrella Point since I was a kid. Now I know why the old-timers named it that. Because, boy, you can have rain everywhere. When it gets near Umbrella Point, it just tears apart. It's just uh, hilarious. It barely wet the <laughs> wet the driveway down. That's just amazing. It had some pretty good, well, you know, some stiff breezes out of it. It uh, had some pretty good winds in it. A lot of lightning. The day, be 
day before yesterday, I had the same thing happen to me, and uh, it just barely wet the dust. Right. And, uh, I said, well, you know, usually when it rains, it rains at my house, but not that time. And then yesterday, nothing. I could hear all the booming and carrying on, and somehow it just didn't rain at my house. Amazing. <laughs> Get into a set like that. All right. Well, you uh, hang on and talk about something just for about two minutes, and I'm gonna stick the gas pump in the boat. Oh, you're gonna put the nozzle in the in the boat tank now? Yeah, I put the schnozzle in. Schnozzle in, (laughs) schnozzle it up. (laughs) Schnozzle it up. All right, hang on. All right, man. Well, it uh, it's been a interesting stretch of weather here i can tell you that for june I've, we couldn't believe how you know everybody was talking about how mild the temperatures are and how great it was the surf was laid down everybody was able to fish offshore do everything they wanted and man mother nature turned the tables on us again it's pretty crazy but it's laid down a little bit this morning with that north northeast that's better than than we've seen in the past past while and while he's uh, got time let's uh check out the star tournament leaderboard let's see what their update is as of the 18th they updated it again and uh so it is confirmed steve bledsoe and uh, an old customer of ours that uh fished with me and james and everybody else he uh he's the third tagged red on the red tags that's the one for the truck and boat package now, there's two of those left that can be claimed. I mean, there's more red tag swimming around out there, but there's uh, two more that can win the truck and the boat package together, and then the rest of them are just uh, Haney Mercury, just, I say, <laughs> or Haney Mercury uh, boats for that. And then uh, finally got a blue tag weighed in, and uh, it's not confirmed with a name or anything yet. It's pending polygraph, but that was caught on the 17th. It was weighed in at Surfside Marina. That'll win you a transport boat and a Mercury and Coastline package on that one. And uh, uh, Sheephead still hanging in there at 9-8. Javier Abanza from Baytown has that. Gaftop still hanging on at 5-14. Black Drum. Oh, goodness. Man, this is a new one. 16 pounds, 15 ounces for a legal drum. What a toad. It's kind of like that snapper. <laughs> 1110 was leading it and in 118 I thought that would have been hard to beat but here's a 1615 so we might as well call that a 17 pounder and uh kingfish is sitting at 44 pounds 8 ounces uh, dorado at 3110 uh ling is at 633 and that red snapper 2911 that was caught by Matthew Agrotowitz of Tomball that's going to be a tough one to beat right there so all right, Billy, you got the nozzle in the hole? Yeah, the nozzle's in the hole. It's pumping and it's pumping that liquid gold. Yeah, buddy. Man, double gassing this morning, truck and boat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just uh, ridiculous. But thank you, Uncle Joe. Yep. <laughs> yeah, thank somebody. It's terrible. Yeah. Absolutely terrible. I'm gonna tell you what a nine-pound sheephead is. A, is a, that's big as a dinner platter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, serving tray. Yeah, man. Can you even imagine that? That's a good one. Anybody could. Yeah. Wow. Tell me about it. Well, that's uh. Hopefully, it's gonna be another. Fairly calm morning. Looks like uh, we don't have too much wind. Uh, but I, I'll tell you what. Yesterday, we've got a dredge in the ship channel down at right. Steam Pass. And that sucker is jacking up the water everywhere. Yeah, it it's does. Got a dredge, dredge pipe all up and down the world. You can't even get to some of the spots you want to fish. And, uh, I mean... I wished he'd go ahead and get through chewing up the bottom. And you know where that pipe is going out? Right over the jetty 
on the Louisiana side, and it's pumped in the mud right on the surf line. Yeah, like right they did years ago. Yeah. Didn't the they dump a bunch of uh, spoil in that pocket years ago? They did, uh, and they moved it down about a mile and a half and pumped it from there back toward the jetty. And, uh, of course, winter storms just blew all that out. Right. Sucked, you know, it, that stuff don't stay there. Uh, you know, I don't know what the heck they're doing. No, it spreads <laughs> everywhere, you know, with different storms and different wind directions and currents. and. Oh, yeah, it goes everywhere. It's just, uh, (laughs) but that's a constant. You got to have dredging. You know, the ships have to move. Right. I understand that. Well, I got to go get that gas pump out of the hole now. Well, while you get it out of the hole, I'm going to do a commercial break and uh, we'll come back to you. Cool. Way to go. Hang with me. All right. Well, hey, folks, if you want to know the latest and greatest in fishing, tune in to the Texas Insider Fishing Report Thursday nights at 10.30 p.m. on Bally Sports Southwest, or you can find it on AT&T Sportsnet. This show will give you a fresh fishing forecast before the weekend, so you can spend more time catching fish, and Texas Insider breaks down the state into six regions, three freshwater for bass and crappie enthusiasts, and three saltwater for the guys who want to catch trout and redfish inshore, and tuna, wahoo, and marlin offshore. So, Joan, join up with uh, Dave Farrell, Bree Gabrielle, and my friend Captain Rick Murphy to know what's hot and what's not. That's every Thursday night at 1030, Fridays mornings at 7, and evenings at 5 on Bally Sports Southwest or AT&T Sportsnet. Check it out. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show 419 here in the Bayou City. All right. Let's go back and talk some more with Captain Bill. All right, Mr. Watkins, we are back. Well, I, uh, I, I went a little shock. bit long on the... Yeah, I wound <laughs> up spending $81 on that boat. And, uh, of course, that boat has never been filled to the top, but it right. got filled to the top this morning. And it, it it ran over it ran over on the ground. Uh-oh. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah, the ground was wet. I bet I put a quarter of a gallon of gas down there on the concrete. You know, in my old Kenner, my my, uh, my gas nozzles on my my ports on my console, and every time, you know, I always fill mine up, and it'll. It'll burp every time when it goes full, and it'll squirt out about a coffee cup of gas on the floor. And you got to wipe <laughs> all that up. And... Oh man, yeah, that my Pathfinder's on the on the gunnel. Right, it's got a slope. It's kind of dished out a little spot there, and it it runs off on the ground, which uh, is helpful. But I normally don't fill that thing up. Uh, it might surprise me and not even start this morning because I usually put enough <laughs> that I'll be safe for each trip. You know, I, I don't run over about, oh, 45 gallons in that boat. How many gallons does that it Pathfinder really, hold? You're, what pa- what Pathfinder you got, the 22 or the 24? It's the 22, and it's, uh, it's going to be about 60. Yeah. So... You know, I, I put about 26 in there this morning. I thought I had less than that. I remember looking at that gas gauge yesterday afternoon. It's like, oh, okay, I probably got about, you know, 40 gallons in there, maybe. And uh, but I, I pegged it over today. <laughs> it, it is full. Well, that's good. I don't even know what to do. Yeah, but it'll probably be wallering around in the in the water instead. it'll ride better in rough water my old kenner my old kenner holds 96 man that's like throwing a whole family in there just in fuel weight and <laughs> sure rides good when it's rough man hey maybe i'll get some benefit of course it probably won't be rough today no nah, it's not looking like it it's uh everything's kind of north to northeast at about six this morning I may actually go to the jetty today. There you go. 
I don't know what kind of wind y'all had in those storms. Or some some people got some rain last night and got hammered, but uh, there was a lot of wind in that. A lot of wind. Yeah, it probably it probably dirtied up the the Gulf pretty good, but you know, right on the shore. But I don't know. It's uh, northeast would be putting some clean water in there this morning. If it's not if it's not over eight or ten miles an hour, it'll it'll clear up pretty quick on the high tide right i'm not sure what i'm gonna do uh you know i've i, I know they're catching fish up on the north levee wall they've been catching fish good there this year uh but <clears throat> that's a pretty long run from where i'm putting in and it's hard to turn that around you know once you once you decide to launch somewhere, you need to stick with you it. You still putting Especially in at the bridge? Yeah, I've been putting in at the causeway. I've, I've done a couple out of uh, Johnson Bayou, but uh, nothing, nothing to speak of. I've been mostly going to the bridge. Yeah. There's, uh, there's some smaller trout in the bio, just like everywhere else. Right. There was, there was some good fish in there, but uh, I think they got caught out by the local crews. <laughs> they whacked them. They were showing themselves uh, birds working over them, and, you know, that don't last long, especially in a bio, even a big one. Those fish are going to get caught. They were chasing shrimp up and down the bends of the bio, but uh, that's that's pretty well over with now. I'm trying to figure out where uh, Matador, Texas is. Never been there. No Never heard of it. Know. Well, it nope, got wi- wiped off the map last night by a tornado. At least three You're dead. Kidding. Yeah. There's another one. Mm-mm-mm. Man. Matador. Yeah. Must be uh, where is it? South Texas or North Texas or what? Man, I don't know. That's crazy. Absolutely crazy. But I feel sorry for those people. Those things come at you in the middle of the night out of nowhere, and there ain't nothing you can do about it. No. We got all these warning systems and everything nowadays, but yeah, that but that doesn't help you that much when it comes your turn. Man, it shows Matador on a four lane, you know, four way, two highways meeting together, making a four way, but it's near Roaring Springs, Russellville, Doherty, Mount Blanco, White Flat, Turkey. Northfield. I don't recognize any of these names. Where is this at? Oh, it's up either. by the, it's up by the Panhandle, close to Amarillo. Okay, Tornado Alley. Yeah. Tornado. Yeah, I know a lot of people. North Texas just got their power back yesterday from that last incident. You know, the one that went through the Panhandle and uh, wiped out another small town. That's crazy. Yeah. I'll tell you, this has been going on for many, many, many years. Uh, But we've built out more and more places for tornadoes to hit. Yeah, there's more people now. You're going to hear more about it. Just more people, more structures. The tropics are heating up, you know. We got that. One tropical storm and then an invest right behind it. You got tropical storm Brett and then invest ninety three in the Atlantic. And uh, I ain't liking the looks of some of this, but we'll see. Yeah. Sure, starting early. Yeah, that's. They are. We got a lot of hot that's water out there <laughs> to fuel them. God, man! I tell you what, that's uh that's scary business. Uh, having having to uproot yourself and, and run for the hills, 
that's that's uh it's expensive nowadays yeah it is a lot of people yeah. can't afford to leave and i mean after what i saw in rita i can't believe i left you know i just but it was so huge and they said direct hit galveston bay after they'd already missed the well, it started out Corpus, Rockport, you know, Matagorda moving up the coast, and then they said Galveston, and everybody just went gone. Yeah. And, everybody uh, jumped up and ran. It was more dangerous on the highways than it was staying at home. It was. That was just, a horrible deal. Well, the media blew up Katrina so bad, which Katrina was bad, but, I mean, it just got so much media coverage, and it just scared everybody to death. Yeah. They they had visions everything looking like uh you know the whole city flooded they, that's all they could visualize in their head was the destruction and all that but it uh 95 miles east of Lubbock I'm getting texts coming in where Matador is. <laughs> okay. Uh I I guess I do know where it's at then. I've been all around Lubbock over there. Yeah, I just didn't recognize any of those little town names. You no, know, no, that's off the high, off the main highway. Yeah, that's off two eighty seven somewhere. <laughs> I usually go through on two eighty seven. That's it. If it's not Dumas, Dowhart, or one of those, I. <laughs> How Texas they're, is they're a crossroads. Well, Texas is a huge state. Yeah, and up there on those those flat plains, you'll have one highway crossing another, a perfect a perfect T, and there'll be a little cluster of buildings around that, and uh, like Spade, Texas. You ever been to Spade, Texas? No, never been to Spade. There's a cotton gin there, and and a crossroads, and a little school, and <laughs> maybe maybe thirty houses. <laughs> and that's what you got. There's some uh, some really good mule deer hunting out there, though. Since all those storms over there, did uh, Johnson uh, Bayou, did they uh, rebuild the school and all that back again? Yeah, they've got all that fixed. Yeah, I hadn't been over there in so long. They built the community center. Yeah, they right. rebuilt everything. You know, when uh, Rita come through and wiped out the community center, I come through and wiped it out again, just after they had done the ribbon cutting. Oh and, uh, Lord! Yeah. So uh, those two storms dealt everybody around here a blow. Well, I'm telling you, and, uh, it's still fresh in everybody's mind what happened. Well, and that one that hit Lake Charles, man, that was something else. Well, they got ended up getting oh, two. Sure. Yeah, Laura, Laura come through at 150 miles an hour in Lake Charles. Man, that was that was something else. That was a what a storm. A nasty storm. It I was. went plumb to Giddings, Texas. I just took a, I picked up my crap, battened everything down and ran. Because <laughs> I knew good and well if it hit hundred and fifty mile an hour winds at my place, I wouldn't even have a house left. I'm I'm out in an open pasture and uh I figured, you know, but that thing at the last minute jogged 30 miles to the east, saved my bacon. All I got was a bunch of limbs in the yard. Boy. And, uh, I, you know, this, uh, this is getting old. <laughs> yeah, it is. And I'm getting old with it. It's hard for me to get everything together and run anymore. Exactly. It, uh, how you get old, you just, you just want to stand your ground. Yeah. You know, that's right. <laughs> I know the drill, yeah, buddy. Be like, a, be like Captain Dane on on the mast of that shrimp boat. Yeah, come get me. <laughs> he was mad. <laughs> yeah. And, and All right, God buddy. Showed up. <laughs> God showed up. Got that right. All right, Bill. Well, hey, if somebody wants to call you about coming over and fishing with you and Sabine, how do they get a hold of you, man? 409-673-9211. Or fishsabeanlake.com. We might catch a lot of small ones, but we're going to catch a bunch of fish. <laughs> there you go. Get them bites. It's all looking pretty good. It's all yeah, about the bites. 
That's that. You got it. All right, Bill, Thank you have a good day. Be safe out there. Don't get too hot, man. I'll try not to. All right, buddy. See you. All right, that's Captain Bill Watkins over at Sabine Lake. It's time for a break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents the Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right. 435 here in the Bayou City. Let's run up to Lake Conroe now. Let's check in with the fish dude, old Richard Tosh, see what he's up to this morning. Richard, good morning. How are you, man? You know I'm making how about yourself? Oh, I can't complain. Good deal, good deal. I'll tell you what, it's a lot cooler this morning than it was yesterday. There's no storms last night cooled. It cooled it down, didn't it? It's pretty nice. I guarantee you, boy, yesterday, oh, man, we starting off at 80 <laughs> and the water. The water temperature was well, sitting there. The water temperature right now is ninety and a half. My goodness! But I know it's crazy, but that's sitting back up here in the creek to get on the main lake. It drops down to eighty, so at least it's not in in the nineties like it was. But that's still hot. It well, congratulations to your wife for y'all's anniversary for putting up with you for this long. So I thought I'd uh, oh, throw right. that out there this morning. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah, because she has. A, She's got to put up with me. There ain't no doubt. There ain't no, there ain't no messing around. Just put it up, put up with it or, what, or whatever. But, uh, it's all good. I can't believe you stuck around that long. Oh, hey. But it's all right. That's the thing. The first one didn't like fish as much as I did. Well, no matter how many you go through or whatever, there's always somebody for somebody. You know, there ain't no doubt. There ain't no doubt about that. I'm it just takes some of us a little longer to figure it out, you know, and get with the right one. That's that's what it is. That's all in the season. There ain't no doubt about that. But it's still, good. you know, I'm still getting fish every day. I'm glad. As long as I can keep going, I'm in good shape. So, don't happy, my happy life, happy wife. That's right. That's right. That's right. There ain't no doubt. It's, uh, that's just one of them things. It's still, it's, 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 I can't tell what this wind is. It's like a north, maybe a little bit yeah, northeast. Yeah, it's kind of north to northeast down here on the coast and not a lot of it, six miles an hour. I mean, that's nothing. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's like up here. It ain't hardly doing it's better better in southwest at 20. You ain't lying. You ain't lying. You know, the thing is, even though it was hot the, all this past, at, the, at least the dang wind. I mean, that's that's the thing. Without that wind, and like yesterday, started about, I guess about 10 o'clock, that wind started settling down, and it started slicking off, and I'm going, oh, no, this is not going to be fun. And then, then it picked up a little bit, so it kept us cool. And it, it you know, it's, you, know, you got to have just a little bit. It's like a lot, just a little bit of wind to keep you, keep you cool down, especially in all this heat. And I mean, you talk about going through Gatorade water and stuff. It's I, I'm drinking the heck out of it, so everybody else gets there better take care of it too. And heat stroke is a real thing, and it'll yes. get you. I guarantee you it'll get you. And they, but these things are still going hard. I can't. I just can't figure out why they're still going as good as they are with this, this high water temperature. But I, that's that. It doesn't matter. I'm gonna keep them as long as they want to keep biting. How deep so, are you catching those fish? Well, every day they're kind of changing. You know, start off catching about 22, 23, 22 to 20, 22 feet. And then, like yesterday, yes, they came up and was catching about 16, 18. Right. So, but now I'm suspended out there in 30 foot or 40 foot of water. That's, that's the thing. Yeah. You know, that's that's one of the biggest things about them. And, you know, what people don't understand is they always want to go to the bottom. Well, we've got that. We've got a definite thermocline out there right now. And I, like the other day, I had some guys on the boat, and we were, I was having a hard time figuring out where it moved to in the water column. I was, I was getting some bites, but nothing. That, it's just like one here and one there. And I caught one of the guys slipping out the water line, and I said, there's a thermocline in there, so if you drop it any deeper than what I got it, you're going to kill your bait. And he didn't believe me. And it's, I mean, he... He had it down there. I think he had about two, maybe maybe three foot deeper than what I had it set. And uh, he he went ahead. And I said, go ahead and get bait. He pulled it up dead as a mackerel. <laughs> oh, he's just dead as it could be. Because once dropping it below that thermocline, there is no oxygen in that water. That, these shad do not survive well in that stuff at all. 
Yeah, I just had a listener text me wanting Richard and said, could you get Richard to elaborate a little more on that thermocline when it, uh, well, what it at different depths well, like that, why it uh, depletes the oxygen? Well, you know, I really have no idea. I know the hot water and cold water mix. And when that when they mix right there, the hot stuff and uh, the, the coolest water's got more oxygen in it. The hot water comes down from the top. You know, like we say, we got a surface temp of nine, almost 91 right here in the creek where I'm at right now. But as that water drops down, there's oxygen in it. And it's, uh, the way I kind of explain it to people is, if you go, say you're going to go to bed at night, you turn your thermostat up to 85 degrees in the bedroom, and you can't sleep because, you number one, your hands stop up, you can't breathe, okay? But you turn it down to 65 you're gonna sleep better than you ever slept. Right. Okay, there's more there's more oxygen in that cold cold air than there is in that hot air. It's the same thing with water. So when you get you get that hot water, there's less oxygen. In it. So it, then in the in the water column, as the thermocline increases or does whatever it does, you'll you'll see it on your depth. There'll be a a pretty distinct line. It's it's kind of a shadow more than anything, and uh, You'll see that line in the water column, and it, you know, it could be 20 foot, it could be 40 foot deep, depending on what lake you're on. On Conroe, yeah. on Conroe it's typically going to run around, you know, when it when we do get a thermocline, it'll run around 18 to 25 feet. That's right in that range where it typically mm-hmm. runs. And uh, but all I do to kind of offset any of that is, like fishing, for example, if I see a, uh, a thermocline in 20 foot of water, I'm not fishing any deeper than 20 foot. If I see it in 18, I'm going to 15 foot to fish for catfish. I mean, right. Like that, because when you get down the bottom, you've got to be where that oxygen level is. So anything above the thermocline has got oxygen in it. Anything below it doesn't. And I used to go on the Trinity River, I'd take when I'd run trot lines and stuff in the summer months. You could take, and, and you know, everybody's the weight on their on their lines to keep it under the bottom. Well, the Trinity River is like, you know, some of the places 60 deep where I'm putting the line. Well, I'd get there in the summer months, and if you didn't run it for two hours, you'd catch fish down there. But if you didn't run it every two hours, every, every fish on there was dead. They're going to be dead anyway. But yeah. what you had to do was add length to your weight string to bring it, let your line come off the bottom. And there was times where I'd be in, say, 50 foot of water, I'd put a 20 foot. Uh, rope on my weight to look so it's 20 foot off the bottom and that's the only way i could keep those fish alive so huh. down down below it you can't they won't survive there's there's fish down there but they just kind of down and and come back up they won't they won't live in that water column like that so right it's just mainly oxygen and the water temperature where it combines the heat and the cool combined now i was watching the deal on TV yesterday about submarines, and they were talking about how, like in, in uh, uh, how the uh, the Americans avoided the Japanese searching for their submarines was they actually got into thermocline, and the the uh, the the old school radar would not yeah would it would distort the sonar right it wouldn't pick it up so there's some kind of something or other there. That I don't understand completely, but it would, it would distort that sonar and actually hide a submarine. So it's, there's something distinct about the thermocline where the water temperature changed that it, it also affected the old sonar. Now, it's new stuff now. It's not going to affect it, but but it's uh, you know it's just a strange thing to, to know that that's what that's what used to happen. I, you know, because I like watching stuff like that. You know, it's just kind of interesting to understand how how things work in the ocean. Versus in fresh water and stuff like that. You know, that's just like what we said, keeping them alive with salt water. That's, that's, you think that's dumb, but it's not. You know what I mean? And there's more oxygen in salt water. The salt water actually stays cooler than the fresh water. Uh, it's just a whole bunch of different factors in salt water that, that these shads stay alive. Along with, like, largemouth bass, whatever you're tournament fishing. You know, if you're tournament fishing this time of year, everybody talks about putting the ice alive well. Yes, that's a good thing, but but what what you want to do is fill your live all up first thing in the morning and recirculate it. Throw your handful of rock salt in there, or you get that 
catch and release, whatever, whenever they got now, juju, whatever, and put it in there. But for the most part, all that is is salt. You know, that's, mm. that's the biggest thing about those, those uh, release agents and, and keep alive, keep fish alive and stuff like that. It's salt. It's, you know, that's, that's the biggest thing. You can't use iodized salt. You have to use, like, rock salt or, or uh Yeah, that, that iodized salt will kill them big time. Quick, it's like quick poison. There ain't no doubt. It's just it's put chlorinated water in there. You put chlorinated water in there, every one of them is going to die. Because they can't, that's chlorine. <laughs> can't do it. Can't do it. But, you know, as far as, as, far as the thermocline, it's about all I can tell you about a thermocline. Yeah. I just don't. You know, I know how how fish react in it and stuff like that. You can watch these hybrids. I mean, they'll be right at that that level, wherever the thermocline is. Say it's an eighteen foot of water, and you'll see those rascals shoot to ten, twelve foot to feed. And you know, like I've said before in, in the past, if you ever watch Wicked Tuna on TV, they'll they'll sit there and they'll show their their on their graphs they'll show a, a kind of bait. It'll be a solid mass. It may be twenty foot of herring or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. And when a tuna goes through there, he'll do through and blow a hole in it. The hybrids do the same thing. So what they do is the hybrids, will, they'll get underneath, just like those tuna do, they get underneath those bait, and then they're looking up to feed, and they see what they want, they shoot up through it, eat as much as they can, and then when they're above, they kind of stop and look around like, have I missed anything? Then they'll dive back down. Those that I'm typically fishing for, as far as hybrids are concerned, those that shoot through that bait ball and come up and look, because those are typically they're more aggressive. Just got through running through a bait ball, they're, they're, they run completely out of them. They're looking around for something else to eat, and if it's sitting in front of them, they're going to eat it. So it is it's neat to see when you when you see that cloud of bait like that, and then all of a sudden you see that split in it, where there's just a hole right in the middle of it. And you know what's going on because you can see them streaking up through it. It's just, I, just, I, I like watching grass more than anything a lot. <laughs> I think it, I got to, oh, it's crazy center when they're really going off. And, and it's just, it just amazes me. I'll say, oh, look at this. And I'll be sitting, sitting, this, I got this HTS 12 live, and it's, uh, it, it has such a good, good image on the reel. And, you know, sitting out there and talking, say, 40 foot of water, and you watch the fish down there. 18 and 20 feet, and yet they're just kind of running along the line, and then all of a sudden, boom, they start shooting up, and it's just like, it looks like spaghetti. <laughs> they're going everywhere, up and down, up and down, and just, you know, the feeding frenzy is on when it happens, so, and it's, it gets me wound up, because I sit there, and I'm looking at them beside him, and also, you know, so there's a whole bunch of them on, like, the border of the starboard side, and say, a whole bunch of them on the, over on the starboard side, Get ready, and I'll look from the offense, boom, all them rods on the starboard side take off. And then, and then you see them all, it's, just, it's, it's, it's neat to watch them. I mean, that's just one of the things. I need to video dying depth finders, what I need to do, just to, just to kind of show people what's going on with it, because it is so fun to sit there and watch this thing when those fish are doing what they're supposed to be doing. But I, when doing that, I don't have time to sit there and watch it. I'm scooping fish up. So it's, it's all, <laughs> I mean, that's what's fun about it because you'll sit there and watch it and it's like good night here we go and it's rodeo time I'm guarantee you the other day mm-hmm. I had a I had a, I still got a real good video of that triple but it just didn't happen I mean we had I had that one going I junk tried to chunk him in the boat with a guy in the uh, in the front of me he had he had that one on I happened to bump the rod his rod with that net as I was trying to flip this one boat he jumped back out. So we're double fighting that one that just I just tried to dunk in the boat. Got another one up front going off. As soon as we get that done, that one in the back corner going off, it's like, oh, here we go. And all the reason the front one didn't go off because we was fishing on credit. Fishing on fish credit, credit, man. Got to have a bait on that hook, brother. All right, Richard, I got to roll. I got to head to Matagorda now. If somebody wants to call you about coming up, give them some info, my friend. Well, Mickey, anyone can touch with me at 936-661-7920. You can find me on Facebook. Just check out Fish Tooth's Guide Service. You can email me at adminfishtoothgx.com or just check out the webpage, fishtoothgx.com. All right, brother. Richard, have a good day. It looks like yes, it'll sir, be a lot cooler fun. than yesterday. I'm glad. Good. I'm See glad. you, man. Y'all have fun. All, All right. right. 
All right, that's fish dude up on Conroe. Let's run down to Matagorda now and check in with Captain Charlie Paradoski. Charlie P., what's going on this morning? Morning, Mickey. What's happening? Nothing, man. Still kicking like a chicken. Me too. That's the only reason yeah. I call you is to make sure you're still with us. <laughs> I know <laughs> that. You, you old fart. Oh, man. No, I've got to take my boat in for service this morning. As soon as I get off the phone, I'm going to start tracking toward uh, Granza's Pass. Get that Granza's Pass. Go down there and yes, get her. Sir. Get her serviced. I got to do it. Got to take yeah. care of it. But uh, what do we got weather-wise? Man, same old, same old, except we got a light north wind this morning after those storms hmm. last night. They, they missed us here. Yeah, they missed a lot of people, but they got a few. I mean, some some people got hit pretty good, but not me. I just had wind and thunder, trace of rain. Wow. Well, we sure need a weather change of some type, something light. Well, I wish I could. I uh, they were calling for more, more rain this afternoon or they, they've got about a 50% chance thrown out there for today, this morning, you know. Yeah. There's not much on radar. We can sure use it. Uh, I, I didn't fish yesterday, but pretty much everybody that fished yesterday said that uh, they ate. So they know some, something's in the air somewhere. Yeah, a little weather change. May have sparked yeah. a pretty good bite. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah, everything I'm seeing on radar is in the San Antonio, Austin area, down towards Corpus, you know, above Corpus. But nothing over this way, except uh, there's a little bit of rain up around Tyler, but but everything's moving towards the coast, you know, from the north to the south. Are you there, Charlie? I thought we lost him. We did. I'll see if you can get him back for a couple of more minutes. See what happens, but that happened uh, about a week ago with Charlie. I don't understand that. His phone's usually bulletproof, but there's been a lot of that going on. Even with my phone, I've I've never had trouble with it, but I've been having a little trouble here lately. Everybody sells just cutting off. It's crazy. Pretty nuts. No, we got warm temperatures. Looks like uh, got a little cool down. You know, today and tomorrow, mid nineties for highs. But then Saturday and Sunday, all the three, it's ninety nine to one hundred and three. Next Tuesday, one hundred and three. How about that? All right, let's see what Charlie. Charlie, I don't know what's up with these cell phones these days. Me neither. I mean, it. Uh, it's just crazy. I have been having problems with it down here. Uh, you know, ever since we had all that lightning. Yeah. Stuff a, a month or so ago, or whatever in the hell it was. But, uh, yeah. It Bob just Hardy and I were talking about the same thing yesterday. I mean, I hadn't been talking to him two minutes, and it just cut off. We don't know whether it was his or mine, which end it was on. It's crazy. Well... As long as it's not the government cutting us off, I guess it's okay. We'll get it straight. <laughs> hey, that's possible. <laughs> you better watch what you say. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's a crazy world right now, man. There it is, man. I see where those people on that subs only, their, their air is going to totally run out this morning at 708. Yeah. That's the calculation. How horrible is that? Well, it's a. Uh, I can't believe somebody would pay $250,000 to go down just to view the Titanic <laughs> to do that. Man, I, you talk it's part about... part of this crazy world, Mickey. Part of this crazy world. Cla- claustrophobic. Man, you couldn't get me in one of those. No way. Me neither. Me neither. I like being above the water. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's hard to get me in an MRI machine. I can tell you that. I'm, 
I'm no, that ain't gonna happen. I the last one I did, I did a open MRI. That's the way to go. Yeah, I've done those too. I don't know. I uh, we get a little weather change, and fishing will just keep improving. You know, last week we were on funky tide schedule, weak tides and stuff. And right. Things are getting a little better. We're going to catch them. Well, I thought I had good news on the weather today and tomorrow. They're coolest days, and then we go back to 99 Saturday, and it goes up in the hundreds all next week. They're showing next Tuesday it could be 103. Oh, my God. Yeah. The Heat Ridge returns Saturday. Well, it seems unusual, but we go through this every year. It just seems like it got hotter quicker this year. It did. Usually this is, you know, mid to late July to August stuff here, man. Yeah, yeah right. Man. Well, it is what it is. It's all to heat them tropics up. Yeah. Well, keeping, keeping things, keeping their self, but it's heat. Right. Do we lose him again? You get out fish? I think I'm losing you again, Charlie. We going Fading again? in and out. Well, now you're back. I got to go anyway. If uh, somebody right. wants to call you about fishing, Charlie, give them a number, man. Cell phone, 713-725-2401. 2401. All right, buddy. Yes. Well, Charlie, have a good day. Go get your boat checked up. And I'll talk to you Saturday. See you later. Later, man. All right, it's time for our top of the hour break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 